0: These are some extraordinary times, and this requires some extraordinary measures. With the sudden lockdown and quarantine of basically the world generating fear, worry, and confusion, now is the perfect time to take a look, a deeper look, possibly even a different look at the way we have been operating our lives. Alexander and I are seizing this opportunity and doing a record, edit, and release all in the same day to get this information out to those who are feeling the effects of this global change. And this now feels like the perfect opportunity for us to announce and launch what we are calling a community conference occurring bi-weekly on the off weeks of our podcast releases. And this would all start next week. And this will be a live session hosted on Zoom where Alexander and I will be discussing the topics and subject matter of the previous week's podcast. But this format would also allow you guys the ability to ask questions and really steer the content of the conversation. We will be releasing more information about the day and time this will occur on our social media, on our Facebook page or Instagram. So stay tuned to our social media profiles. Now, this is usually the time when I would come in and make a witty joke, but I really just wanted to talk to you guys one-on-one, heart-to-heart, about how you guys can really support us. Alexander and I have been doing this for two and a half years, three and a half if you count the year that we spent just practicing on the mic before we started actually recording episodes. But now is the time that we are ramping up our effort, including the marketing and promotion angles. So I just wanted to ask you guys if you really resonate with this information like I do, and I hope that you guys can feel the energy that I have on these episodes, that I ask that you guys can help us. And the best way to do that is, of course, sharing these episodes. And I think this episode would be a great one to share with those struggling. And I think most everybody knows at least one person that is probably overcome with fear and negativity around this situation that we're all currently experiencing. So sharing this episode with them, and hopefully they will resonate with it as well, but also leaving reviews on iTunes and our Facebook page. Of course, Alexander and I can talk about how great our podcast episodes are on our social media as we launch them, but nothing can beat a genuine and truly honest review by a listener. And that's why your voice is so important in getting our voices heard. So please, please, please leave a review on our iTunes page, our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, even leave comments on specific episodes that you thoroughly enjoyed or even subscribing to our Spotify channel. These are all ways that help us tremendously and don't cost you a penny, but just a little bit of your energy and time. So I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. We are all in this together, and hopefully you can help us reach more people in spreading this information and helping everyone heal going further. So now let's all journey as one. ¶¶¶¶ Wise with Aaron and Alexander
1: uncovering our authentic self
0: through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility I think it's a great Chinese proverb that says may you live in interesting times Mm. and my (laughs) we are in interesting times Alexander so I think uh, it's been two weeks since we recorded an episode and the world has changed a lot lot, in the last two weeks. So we felt it was uh, very important to get something recorded on this current state of the world and get it out to you as soon as possible because there is a lot here that Alexander and I have discussed privately that we want to bring to the conversation now that we feel is great benefit to those of you who may be in a little bit of fear right now or, or you know, just uh, lost because all of this happened suddenly mm-hmm. and and nobody really saw it coming.
1: So we're going to just give you the Just Philosophy's view of it. Um, you know, not the only way to look at it. And as we've all seen on Facebook and many other social platforms, there's been many different opinions about what's going on. So uh, looking forward to this special uh, edition and we're going to release it. Of course, on a special date.
0: So just like what's going on in the world, it's gonna be a surprise. Yeah. But hopefully a more on the positive end. So first I wanna come in and just talk about my experience through all of this. Um I had been hearing about this virus through my mother who watches the news constantly and she's she, mm-hmm. I think she's has a sense of like an addiction to that that needing to that know feed. type of thing. Yeah. Right. And she kept talking about it to me and I kept like putting it off because you know over the past decade we've had many uh instances of these flus or viruses in other countries and it's just never had an impact here so I was just kind of like you know mom if you if you shut off the news your I think your world will just get better because you no longer have that plug but then you realize everything around you you know you have neighbors you have you have pets you have a husband you know put the energy Mm -hmm. into that that's why I tried to explain that to her But then um, I kind of started falling into the fear. After I told her, I explained to her not to do that, I did the exact opposite. So I was like, what is this? Because it did start having an impact. Yeah, It creates a mass
1: consciousness effect. I mean, the more and more people that start feeling a certain quote-unquote emotion, it it magnifies. And I had my own experience just by glancing at a clip uh, on a social media for approximately 15 seconds, and I skipped past it. And I spent the next 30 minutes, I felt that in my chest. And that's what that was, was just connecting on the energetic level of where the majority of people are. And then, of course, I went through my practices to, uh, to clear that energy out and get it realigned. And so, uh, so yeah, this is an interesting um, you know, episode. And I'm looking forward to what both of us have to share, of course, in this.
0: So through this, I didn't necessarily have a fear of this virus coming. But I don't know if I've if I've had, like, some emotional trauma from being into all the conspiracies the last 10-plus uh, years. Mm-hmm. But all of that started coming back because, you know, I, I had invested in um, thinking that the economy was going to crash. So I did start to become a little bit of a prepper years ago. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, over the past four or five years, I kind of stopped doing that and just kind of lived my life. But I still had that fear right. in me from that past of something's going to happen. I need to protect myself. Right. And so that kind of reignited it and I started like being addicted to finding out what was going to happen is, you know, what I thought all along, is that going to happen or is the economy going to crash? Is martial law going to happen? And like, I just became consumed with that fear. And that's when I reached out to you and asked you if, um, if I could come, if we could do, um, sort of like an energetic healing type of thing, go on your, your sound table Mm -hmm. and, and help work through that. And, uh, when i arrived i had worked through some of it in the in the mental realm but right. you definitely helped me through the energetic but also your perspectives last week when we met um really helped me a lot with my perspective going forward and i think that's what i kind of want to bring to this conversation right, today right,
1: yeah yes and and that's uh was a wonderful opportunity to kind of begin this approach of how I wanted to what I wanted to bring to the table, so to say uh, because my my action is normally to respond and respond takes time uh, instead of reacting and so I will sit in a situation many times to gather information before giving a perspective, and there's been many you know opinions and perspectives given so far so so I just felt like it was the right time and um you know, timing is is something that I hold as uh, possibly one of the highest values in working with self-development and relating with other people. Uh, Time doesn't necessarily exist, so to say, but timing is the most imperative. Um, So uh, we're going to trust that this was the proper timing and the release and everything in this.
0: Yeah. So let's bring in fear here. Why do you think like me, myself, or other people in this world, why are we feeling fear in this moment?
1: Well, I do feel that many times fear, especially this particular one, is connected to death and how comfortable people are with death, both with your own immortality and the separation and attachment to others. And they're they're two different things, but they do have a union and a connection but this specific time this virus that they're talking about is connected to the influenza virus which is normally connected to the lungs and the lungs is where we carry our grief and grief many times is uh, connected to death even if it's grief from losing a job it's the end of a job it's the end of an era it's the fear of what's next And so, as I've said before, children uh, hold the unknown as excitement. And then as adults, through training, uh, the unknown becomes very fearful. And we're taught in our culture to uh, prepare to stay away from any of the unknown as much as possible. But at the same time, change is the only constant. So our culture hasn't necessarily supported us um, to be as flexible as Uh, most of us would like to be. But the beauty is we have the opportunity in these situations to change how we are taking in the information, to change how we're processing the information, and to possibly heal many traumas from the past. So this mass consciousness of fear that's going on uh, is around the unknown. And it has been fed, of course, by the media and social platforms, Uh, with a lot of misinformation, which is very, very normal. That's no surprise. So what I like to bring to the table of the Just Philosophy is to use every situation for an opportunity for self-growth and for an opportunity to see how you're relating to those around you because people show what they're hiding in emergency-type situations. And this is very good to know, Uh, Not to judge people, but to assess and pay attention to a how they react to information, how they react to a lack of information, how they react to your different opinion, um, how you're struggling with backing up maybe some views that you've carried in past conversations. And now that there's a real situation, many times people do what they say they would never do. Um, They act differently than what they've been preaching a long time. So there's a lot on many different levels. There's a lot being uncovered. The veil is being lifted. So although this is a very challenging situation, I think it's it's a great opportunity for people to really look at this subject of grief and how it's connected to death and how this whole life revolves around change being the only constant.
0: In situations where we have to face some of our deepest fears, like you were saying you definitely start to see uh, even where you are in your self-development because it's so easy to do this stuff when our lives are normal.
1: Yeah, when we're like um, (laughs) talking about it. Yeah. It's, It's real easy to talk about. But the proof is in the pudding, so to say. It's when the friction comes, whatever that friction is. And that's why, you know, I love that saying in this philosophy of make love to the friction because it's going to show up. And when it does, be able to welcome it in, like Wonderful Rumi says, ah, oh, jealousy, there you are, my friend, come on in. So it's about inviting the friction in and making your peace with it. And that's what many people struggle with with in emotional states, is that I would like to suggest that people look at emotions similar to children. And that a child throwing a temper tantrum is kind of like anger or fear jumping up. And you don't have to control the child. You don't have to fix the child. Communication helps to find out, hey, what are you? what is happening to put you in this state? And this is where we're able to reflect back and say, in the past, where do I remember first feeling like this? See, when you can connect it with something in the past, a past trauma then you can be grateful for the present situation because it's giving you an opportunity to release it. To, to, through all of the different religions and spiritual paths that I studied, there was a consistent teaching around forgiveness. And to truly forgive is to not carry any victim mentality at all. Therefore, nobody can do these things to you. Nobody can make you afraid. They can participate in events that are scary to you, but they can't make you afraid. And when you get to a certain point of understanding that, oh, this really isn't scary, I'm associating this with something from my past. And even children, when they go to kindergarten or first grade for the first time, their majority of the time they're scared. But see, we as parents and adults knowing better We push them through that friction. We tell them it's going to be okay. We comfort them, but we push them at the same time. And that's all I want people to look at yourself. If you're struggling with an emotion out there, remember being that child that didn't want to go to school the first day or maybe when you took your own child, but you knew that it was good for them to push through that resistance or maybe it's their first soccer game or their first play. And so we do this as parents all the time and don't think it's a big deal. So now all I'm saying is do, parents, what you push and you preach to your children to do. Because this is just an uncomfortable situation. It's just different. It doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be scary. It's an opportunity to get closer to our families it's an opportunity to get back to creativity, and that's what I'm really juicing on is seeing all the people that are giving away creativity out there. So this is an opportunity to reevaluate people. It's being gifted to us. They're already giving uh, certain financial types of reliefs, and I know there's a lot of people that's going to suffer financially, and I, I carry compassion for that. But once again, it's an opportunity to reassess and say, you know, question, am I truly living in a way that is supportive to me? Or have I let my wants get me in trouble here and get financially shackled? Therefore, I don't have any time that I can miss work. But see, if it wasn't this preparation, it could be an illness. It could be an accident. It could be many, many different things. The beauty in this is this is giving like almost everyone an opportunity to learn a similar lesson simultaneously. Therefore, the mass consciousness is stronger. So see, however far the pendulum swings to the fear side, then it can swing just as powerful to the other side of faith. And the opposite of fear from my perception is faith and trust. And so the faith that the first pillar of this work, everything is in divine order whether I understand it or not. Or find the divine order in the chaos. There's always beauty in disarray. There's always balance and equilibrium in so-called chaos. That's what this whole earth plane is built upon. So we're getting into just the this little bit different perspective. While checking in to say that we do, first of all, carry the utmost compassion for everybody's limitations and your struggles with those limitations. And I'm so thankful for all of you beautiful people out there that are making yourself available to help out those people that are limited. But let's please take this opportunity to utilize it, to grow from it, to learn from it, and to get stronger, get more united, get closer, and stop necessarily focusing on the restrictions what's potentially being taken away because if you get outside of the physical things and material things you could focus on the possibility of any loved one being taken away in just a few weeks and rather than going into fear about that go into gratitude contact them we have wonderful ways at the moment to video connect with people so, take advantage of this downtime to connect rather than to implode and go into fear.
0: So, I didn't want what you said about the virus possibly causing pneumonia and how that was connected to the lungs and then how you connected grief to that. I didn't want that to get lost because sure. to me, that was a very interesting, intuitive. I, I don't know. I just, I love the way you connect. Things like that, just a different perspective, looking at the parts of the body, and then what that turns into uh, emotionally. Emotionally, yeah. So there's, there's uh, my,
1: connections all through that, of course.
0: My yeah. thoughts with that is also um, even like Mother Earth grieving for yes. for the destruction that humanity has and played. The amazing
1: opportunity that this is for Mother Earth to heal. Uh, the amount of emissions that's gone down, the amount of um, waste that's being produced. So, uh, so yes, looking at it. And on many, many different levels. And of course, we talk constantly about the five levels of this work uh, for overall wellness of the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic and the spiritual or religious side. And we are all one and we're all part of this beautiful planet. And this is an opportunity to learn a lesson with that, that she is ailing and we've been the cause of it. Uh, Nothing else that I know of on the planet deteriorates the planet. Uh, everything, every other living organism is part of the regeneration process. So uh, so maybe we can make great strides in that with this pause as well. And I do feel that, uh, you know, the more people that, that see it in a beautiful light and can see it in a healing light instead of fear – it just accentuates the healing of Mother Earth even more because uh, I do feel that she resonates with that.
0: You just talked about the five levels, and I wanted to uh, take a step back all the way to the beginning and bring fear back in and talk about the levels, or all five of the levels, and how fear affects them.
1: Well, right away it starts with, um, with lowering the immune system. And because if you can look at like negative emotions or not necessarily even negative emotions, but emotions as like a strain of energy, it's like if you uh, clasp your hands and you hold them, uh, you start to you, you burn energy. And the longer that you hold that, the weaker that you're going to get. And that's what like emotions do on the energetic field. From my perspective, they start to put a constraint on the energy that's flowing And when we go into that constraint, it burns a lot of energy to hold that. And so that can be what is part of lowering the immune system. Now we have a biological system as well that plays a role in that, and that's on the physical side. And so it goes through all these different levels that as we have the the thoughts that are created in the mind of fear, then that emotion weakens the energetic field And then over time, that energetic field can start to weaken the physical body and make it more susceptible to either an accident or a virus or a bacteria or many, many different things that we're subject to on this plane. So, taking another look at this from an energetic standpoint, that potentially staying out of fear can keep your immune system high. And remember, combat fear with faith and with trust. Whatever your practice is, I don't carry a preference in that for anyone else. I have my own practices, but I appreciate everyone's practice. Whatever will build your faith in these times is what the mass consciousness needs. And as you build that, your uh, immune system will grow. It will expand, especially if you're feeding it good nutrients on the biological and chemical level. So getting past that physical and seeing how the you know, the thought process is what creates the emotion. The emotion weakens the energetic field. The energetic field weakens the physical body. And then when the physical body gets weakened like that, it destroys communication. So the big issue here is being... For lots of people having to be still around people that they do love, but they're not used to being so contained with them for long periods of time. So this is why, you know, I caution people that your buttons are going to be pressed. You're going to be on edge more than normal. So find a way to get alone time. Everyone needs alone time. And in my old home situation where we had four of us, it was scheduled like alone time for everybody so nobody took it personal but we're going to take this time to everyone be quiet be in your own separate space even if that's just five feet apart uh five to eight feet apart but finding uh, a beauty in it and an appreciation for it that is a recharging time it's a time to recharge to want to come back together so to say so that's kind of how fear kind of trickles through all those different levels
0: and uh, the the spiritual level, which you didn't mention, would you say that when you get into fear, you lose trust and you kind of lose your spirituality? Yes,
1: basically? yes, well said. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I didn't make that perfectly clear. But yeah, the spiritual side of that or the religious side is how well you can hold faith in adversity, and that's what I feel like true spirituality or religion is is not how well you can hold that when the challenge isn't around. But uh, very similar to the way that every great way shower has, has exemplified, uh, whether it be Jesus or Gandhi or Yogananda or Buddha or Confucian or many, many different ones, uh, they've, they've all persevered through many challenges. And I've seen a connection in the beauty of advanced emotional management in how they do that. So I even love talking to people about the story of even Jesus flipping the tables and the deeper meaning of, of and the connection of that. I don't happen to feel that that was an emotional reaction, but that's for another time, another story. But yes, this, the spiritual part of that that level of going through those different levels is how well one's able to hold on to that faith.
0: And I did just want to mention that when you're talking about holding your vibrations so that your immune system isn't compromised— you have to, like, really believe and hold that vibration and not just keep saying positive affirmations to yourself because yes. you have to believe it.
1: Yes, and and the difference, um, the way that I like, one way that I like to explain that, uh, because I like to step out of, like, the term belief yeah, yeah. as I well. Didn't, I didn't like and, it and, when and I was I, saying I, it. <laughs> I, know, I know that you're on the same page with that, but it's it is a challenging word to replace because you've got to know it. You got to to know that it's true, and when we are holding faith around something something like the unknown, then that's what helped teach me after going through a lot of loss, uh, through death. uh, I developed the very first pillar, which is that find the divine in the chaos, or everything's in divine order whether I understand it or not. And... This is a challenging one for some people to accept because it's very similar to the way Buddhism talks about non-attachment. But we can still be connected to something without having to have ownership over it, without having to control it? And that's an energetic connection. It's not necessarily a physical connection. So the faith is around that everything is going to work out in a divine order and all I have to do is play my role properly. And by properly... I mean, non-reactive, that if you're not in emotional reaction, then more that you're more likely to be playing your role more consciously, getting more out of it and helping everyone around you more. So that is, you know, a, a challenge for for most people. Uh, but that's uh, a big part of what this whole philosophy, this podcast and everything that we discuss is is connected to and about.
0: Earlier when we were talking about what was going on in the pandemic, uh, we also had a conversation about the energetic view on something being contagious. And so yeah. I wanted to bring that in and have you explain that.
1: Yeah, so so let me give uh, just a point of view from a frequency-based perspective. While understanding that everything on this plane is mathematical, and there's sacred geometry and shapes and numbers, and... It's not some kind of necessarily like magic or something like that. It is uh, connected to physics and how energy works. As I've said before, energy can't grow without friction. It is friction that creates everything on this plane to grow. And so running from friction is counterintuitive, so to say, and we're in a very frictional opportunity right now. So... Looking at, say, this virus carries a frequency, which it does. That's a fact. Everything carries a frequency, even a stone. So they're emitting a frequency off. That a contagion, such as this virus that gets passed from person to person, there's been suggestions of how to keep hygiene, and, and uh, those are all good suggestions to wash the hands and not touch the face and things like this. But from an energetic standpoint, As you worry or go through negative emotions, it weakens your energetic field. So as the energetic field weakens, you can picture your immune system just dropping down lower and lower and lower. And all of these so-called viruses or bacteria or negative energy, however you want to describe it, they're operating at a certain frequency. And when you allow your frequency range to drop down into those frequency ranges, then you are very susceptible for attachment or connection. We'll call it communication. The viruses or the the bacteria or whatever is able to communicate with your field, your body, and therefore make a connection. So a big part of, uh, you know, health in what we're dealing with now is I'm all about, working on the chemical and biological side and supplementation and good food, good organic food to help that immune system too. But the thought process is so important. These emotions are so important because it depletes uh, from that energetic uh, level. So once again, we're not suggesting to just be Pollyanna, to try to talk yourself into something. But more than likely, anybody that is struggling now has struggled through something else in their life as well. And if you're at this stage now, more than likely there are things that you have overcome and succeeded in adversity in your past. And every time you have a thought of fear or a thought of doubt or a thought of uncertainty, any of that so-called negativity, directly go to a remembrance of something that you've overcame, something that you were scared of. Maybe you can use your children, for example, to get inspired if you can think for yourself. Think of them when they overcame maybe the fear of riding a bicycle or the fear of walking. Because we need to remember that things are overcome every minute. And we forget that in these states because the mass consciousness is in fear. So they're not remembering faith. They're forgetting it, and that's the problem. So this isn't Pollyanna. This is pull on actual events from your life that you remember struggling with, that you made it through, that you persevered. And remember that feeling on that other side. See, when you remember that feeling that you actually experienced, it charges every cell in your body. It charges your energy field. It charges your immune system. But see, this isn't belief. This is actuality. This is remembering the actual event. It could be something yesterday or it could be something 10 years ago because you succeed every day, all of you. (laughs) You succeed at something every day, I promise you. Whether that was not wanting to get up out of bed, and you did. Whether that was not wanting to have a conversation with someone, but you did. Maybe it was somebody that needed help and you didn't particularly care about them, but you did. And that's what now in this beautiful time of humanity, people are dropping the race issues. People are dropping many of the issues that's been such staring the pot for, for a while now. Humanity's coming back around. There's still some ugliness out there, but I see the, the social sites blowing up of people willing to help. Share those stories, people, rather than continuing to just share the uh, fear-elicited information. When you see a story of somebody that's done doing something so-called positive, be sure that you share that. Support your local communities. Look out for each other. Know that all of us are struggling in a very similar situation now, and the playing field is a whole lot more fair than I've ever experienced in my whole lifetime the creativity is blowing off the roof. So once again, bringing that that beautiful view of, yes, there are limitations, but there's opportunity for people to go back to do things that they haven't done in 10 or 15 or 20 years only because they finally have time. So what will be will be, and this too shall pass. It's going to be different. So let's make it the different that you've always wanted it to be. Let's make it the different that you always wanted it to be, people.
0: And it sounds like you were saying use your past self as inspiration for the future. And I kind of wanted to tie that into what you said earlier uh, with dealing with grief and death. It was use that person's memory, what they embodied, as, in, as inspiration. And, and I've done this...
1: yes, embodied or exemplified.
0: And, you know, I, this is just such a uh, poor example because it's mm-hmm. off kind of topic and not as, like, awesome as the energy that we're holding right now. But, like, the, the memory that comes to me is how I would do this with, like, when I was playing baseball and I would kind of be inspired by a, one of the baseball greats when I was playing sure. wiffle ball. And I would, like, kind of...
1: Emulate
0: them. And yeah, emulate, perfect word. Because I was going to say, like, embody or, or think, pretend I was them. Sure, but their
1: stance it, or and when I could, up. And
0: when I could hold that energy, like, it, it's, it's hard to explain. but Because you can think about it and be like, oh, I'm going to be like him. And, and it wouldn't work. But when you, like, took that energy on throughout your whole body and just kind of, like, was in the moment. I, all of a sudden, had all these skills that I didn't. Yes. And it only lasted for a brief moment, but, like, I remembered feeling that, and that's always stuck with yes, me. Yes, and, and
1: even as a youth, in ignorance, because you're not understanding energy, but you are tapping into something. With me, that example in sports was Michael Jordan's free throw shot. It was one, two, three, dribble, spin, one more dribble, shoot. And I did that, like, from the time I was 14 to present day, anytime I shoot a basketball. And it helps me to get in a zone and and feel like I'm connecting with with that that energy that's that's out there floating around and so this is very similar that many times I hold on to my after the healing process my most um challenging situation in life and for this, it's hard for some people because. Unfortunately, they don't understand the opportunity of processing emotions and how you can then utilize past traumas as strength. But going through losing my wonderful life partner, Sherry, of 11 years and us raising two sons together, how can I explain? This doesn't compare for me to that, the level of fear, the level of concern. And so – you know, before that, I used like Jesus on the cross. I would use wise people, and I would I would study their stories of struggle of perseverance. And then when I was going through a struggle, I would say, "Was it as hard as so and so had it?" And the answer was always no, and that always helped me to push forward. And so now I have my own check in because I did persevere through that uh, twelve years ago, and uh, now. You know, the two beautiful sons, Ian and Ryan, are in Hawaii, and they're turning 28 this year, and they're doing incredible. And, yes, we had a major loss in our life, but we persevered. We worked through it together, and we're stronger than ever. So that's the beauty. So as soon as fear starts to come in, that's my example of, hey, let me remind you of this that I went through. And like I said, not everybody's going to have that story to pull on, and that's where it's good to utilize other people externally that you respect, that you admire. And to tap into that energy is what what we'll call it here. You're tapping into a connection and energy. And that can be very inspiring and lifting. uh, But you have to be willing to let go of all victim mentality. Fear resides typically in the fear mentality, people that carry that fear mentality.
0: Okay. So to bring this uh, from fear and from grief, and uh, you've kind of mixed a little bit of this in, but now let's talk about how to redirect that fear, that grief, that worry uh, into something more positive. Again, and we've been touching upon this as we go, but I know there's, there's a bunch of things that we do want to still get to. So... I mean, right off the bat, we could talk about worry and and how to combat that, you know, with the energy in the second chakra.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and that is where worry typically resides in the abdomen area around your navel in the second energy center. And that's also connected to creativity and sexual energy. So uh, a great way to combat worry is as soon as you start to have a thought of worry, you change your position. Like if you're sitting down, you stand up right away and you go do something creative. Creativity is anything that is non-repetitious. That's being creative, anything that you're doing new. So it doesn't have to cost money. It could be just getting up and walking over and sitting in a different chair. It could be going outside and walking around the house a few times. It could be going up and picking up your cat or dog or uh touching someone in your household just to uh, change the energy of what's going on. So that's a great, great way to approach the worry. Now, there was something earlier that we discussed with grief that I had it right when you brought this up. It was important. It was something that you wanted to bring up.
0: So I think it goes back to the fear of dying because you asked me. Yes, that's it. Yeah. In our conversation, you asked me, what was my fear when we were talking about this? Uh, I think it was last week. And then you asked me, is it because it's there's something in your life that you haven't fulfilled yet? And I was like, you know what? I think that is right. I mean, because there are, there are lo- lots of things I want to do in my life I, that I haven't yet And uh, then you got really impactful with your words. And I I hope that you can tap into that energy again, because I think it will serve a lot of people good to hear this with the energy that you said to me, uh, because this is so true. And and it definitely reset my perspective. Yeah,
1: I'm so glad that it had such an impact um, last week. And, you know, that fear being connected to uh, the grief and grief being connected to a fear of dying. And many times when things are being forced onto people that they're not in control of, it reminds them of death, even on a subconscious level, because you're not, there's no human, um, let me just say that uh, uh, people really don't have much say in that uh, subject of when it's your time to go. And, you know, there's some people that feel that, you know, if you're meant to be healed, then you will be healed with any modality. And if you're meant to die, then it doesn't matter what approach you take, uh, you're going to die. And there's many different views as well in between that. But really connecting to that, the many times the fear of dying is a feeling of incompletion. Like, no, I've got to let my mother know how, I, how much I love her and I haven't talked to her in five years, or I've got to accomplish this goal that i set out that i promised somebody 10 years ago so these times when fear does show up ask yourself what is it that i don't feel like i've completed and take time to visit that over days and and write write things down as they come start to make a list because it may change because many times Things don't come to the surface in the order of importance that they are. And this is why we don't always need to act on the first thing that comes. We need to let it gestate. Let, let some of this put the intention out there of what am I fearful of? What have I not accomplished? What have I not done? What do I need to apologize for? Where do I need to heal? Who do I need to forgive? Because we still have time. That's the beauty is that you can shift that fear into, uh, from a debilitating experience to something that is very inspiring of what do I need to do to start to feel more complete? And the people that are connected that really exercise and practice living in the present moment, they typically don't fear death because they live every day in a way to where they have nothing else to say. (laughs) They have nothing else to do. And that is the path that I've sought for a long time and and exercised as well as I humanly possibly can. So sometimes people will mistake my ability to manage emotions as being detached. And that's very unfortunate because there's a big difference between knowing how to process emotions and completely being attached or non affected by them. The person that is processing is still many times empathic such as myself and feeling the effects of the emotions that's going around but choosing not to share in the friction to keep it going. So, So that is a big part of all of this philosophy and work is to learn to manage these emotions, learn to use them as keys from past traumas, And that when you heal the past traumas, people in your present stop doing things to activate those triggers because they're not there. So this is why, once again, the most loving thing we can do for our whole family is work on ourselves, work on our sensitivities, work on releasing our traumas and see if your environment doesn't change. An exercise I want to share with you people with children I talked about this on our last recording that I don't think has been released yet. And so it'll expand on the next one. But for you people with children that are really getting irritated by their um, high energy and maybe they're not following the rules very well, this may be an opportunity for you to learn to loosen up on your control a little bit. The way I explained this last week was in a story of When I was first learning to manage energy, subtle energy externally, my two boys were uh, throwing like a little bit of a temper tantrum in my home one day. And rather than going and correcting them, I sat there and I wanted to have an experience of, because I was very frustrated with them at the time. I wanted to have an experiment of getting out of the emotion and seeing how that affected them. Because, see, I'm in frustration. They're in frustration. They're basically showing me my frustration. Now, I could excuse it and say that they created the frustration. I would be incorrect. Because you can't get frustrated unless you're carrying frustration. I don't know that you can get angry unless you carry anger with you. So in that moment of frustration, I sat down and I went into a meditative state, and I did this hundreds of times throughout uh, the last twenty some years because this is the practice. You give your mind another scenario, and while I'm in full frustration and they're really aggravating me, I start started looking at a hypothetical of what if something happened to them, hypothetically, and. One of them or both of them wasn't here to throw that temper tantrum. Would I miss it? And I've been through enough death to know that the answer is absolutely yes. Because when you lose somebody that you love so much, you miss the fights. You miss the argument. You miss just any connection. So in that moment when I would think about the possibility of one or both of them not being around my frustration went away. It disappeared because I brought in gratitude. See, I was in frustration. Frustration is lack. It's a lack of something. So the balancing point for that is gratitude, but not fooling yourself and just saying that you're thankful, but actually having an experience of gratitude. Then, Almost every single time what would happen is almost immediately the boys stopped doing what they were doing. And they went to the room by themselves without me saying anything and started playing something very quietly. Now, I don't make many promises in this world. But when you start working with practicing connecting the the mental field, the emotional field, and the energetic field. And of course, we want to connect the physical and the spiritual as well. But those three fields together is what is able to shift the vibration that you're carrying, that you're feeding your soul, your body. That's what makes that shift. And it's done through changing your perception. And you change your perception by using your memories. So, That's a a nice breakdown and a little practice uh, for you people that are climbing the walls out there. And you can do this with your spouses as well. This works with anybody because remember, everyone's just playing roles and they're bringing us things that we need to heal and work on. And be gentle and be patient with yourself, people. This work takes a long time and a lot of practice because you've been practicing in a certain way for however old you are. Be willing to practice it a different way for half as long as you've been practicing it the wrong way for it to be completely healed. So once again, it's a practice in patience, and we're all being given this opportunity right now in our surroundings, but not just our surroundings, but this is a global, a world event. So the energy is amazing right now at the opportunity for you people of the light to bring your light and to hold that vibration Because darkness fears light. Darkness flees light. So when the fear comes, you know, bring in that other side. Bring in that faith, that trust. Remember, when worry comes in, bring in that gratitude, that appreciation. Go do something creative. So, Work on all five of those levels, beautiful people, while you're in this uh, little bit of quarantine and isolation. It is an opportunity for a lot of beauty to be birthed.
0: I'm kind of calling this time the Great Pause. Mm. And it's kind of interesting because it's kind of like, you know how uh, they always say nature always uh, puts the antidote near yes. the, the cause of it, yes, the virus, we could say. If this worldwide situation is causing fear and worry then it's funny that it's also causing this pause that we have where we can we now have the opportunity to be creative to to do the antidote to carry out that to, to like express. like you said um with anything that we've ever wanted to do we now have a chance to do it and we have time we don't need to worry about necessarily going to work i mean i know there's some worry around, around that, jobs yeah. but but at least now We have a little bit of time to maybe look at the stuff. Yes, because here's
1: the thing. There's no more excuses, people. So whatever lights you up, whatever is keeping you from living, whatever is making you afraid of death, go do it. Go do it in a way that is actually possible, that is actually doable. It may be that today you just start working toward that, or it may be something that you just go do and it's done. But the thing is, is that this is the proof of the unknown. We all as humans have been managed by our countries. So many people can get into the subject of freedom. And we're going to go down that path in another episode. But whatever it is that you feel like is keeping you from being in this true present moment, through the worry, through the concern, any of that. And the more that you project it onto other people, the further away that you are from it. So whatever that is that's keeping you from being okay with death, which brings you okay with life, go do it. For that person that you've always wanted to say something to, but you never have, consider going to do it. We always want to promote for the overall good of everyone involved. So I do want that go do it to be an inspiration for things that falls under that category not anything that's just selfish. And anybody that's thinking purely and of the so-called light or a higher vibration, I wouldn't have to say that too anyway. But since we're on a public forum here, that go-do-it is for people that does carry that energy of the overall good of everyone involved and sees that whatever your action, it does have a ripple and it does have a reaction typically. But the things that are keeping you trapped inside that you can literally do something about through sharing. Most of the time is what that is, is through relating as we've broken down many times through this philosophy, a physical or mental dis-ease normally stems from a weakness in the energetic field. The energetic field gets weakened through suppression or over-exaggeration of emotions and emotions stem from failures to communicate in our relationships So see, most of these negative emotions fall under failure to communicate in our relationships. So we're back at the heartbeat of this philosophy. And we've all been given time to mend some of these relationships. It doesn't mean that everything has to be fixed. What it means is that you're willing to do your part. And by do your part, accept your responsibility. Another one of the pillars is that... uh, emotion, accountability, and responsibility. And that's pillar number four. So being willing to own where maybe you've done people wrong in the past and be willing to forgive those that have done you wrong. All of you that's had that guitar sitting in the corner that you've had for maybe five or 10 years and never done anything with, there are hundreds of free guitar lessons online. All of you that were to study any subject, there are Thousands of free courses online, so many universities are offering them. There are people that are looking to connect to trade services because, see, we're, getting, we're stepping into a different kind of currency, which is kindness and love and barter, and it's beautiful. So the things that you've been running from, they've caught up with you. Sit down with them. Hug them. Hold them close. Have a nice conversation. Make love with the friction that's here. Growth comes from it.
0: So I don't have anything else to add to that. I think that was a great way to end this episode. I did want to point out that we have done an episode on how to uh, redirect worry into creativity. If you just search creativity, if you go to wise-wise.com, if you want to listen to an episode where we discuss all of the pillars and utilizing them to further your self-development, that episode is called the DIY Guide to Self-Development. And we did that recently. I think it was episode 51. But again, you can find all of these at wise-wise.com or obviously iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on.
1: So we want to wish everyone uh, wellness, kind vibes to everyone, and to make the most of this opportunity. So now in place of our three minutes of stillness, we're going to play one of my private releases. That's called Shaman's Request. And the story behind this is this was a spontaneous uh, song that I wrote, created, and recorded all within about a three-hour span a few years back, and it was healing through grief and loss. And so hopefully it will be nurturing to all you beautiful people. Shaman's request.
2: so na te, e te se Kate te so na e ho ka shuna te ya ko ma te se ya e we na Katuma, ikushuma, shenete, say. te. Katuma saya, ushe ne, ushe ne, sun pan. Tay a sun Swishene se no coe say seke no tea tea te Shea sua, shea sua, shea sua. So su take a net sua, katume, say a katune. Wakusha, wakusha, say noia. Sukapate soon. Su Eil Kashua. We'll not will not tear
0: appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise.
1: And remember, gradual changes over long periods
2: of time equals lasting results.
0: The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, private studies the information discussed is intended for educational purposes only It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine just remember knowledge plus experience equals wisdom seek the wise as we continue sharing this information there are also multiple ways to share and support this work gain access to our exclusive content behind the scenes footage and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is w-i-s-e-w-h-y-s.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment, it's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com. V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.